Hello, listeners. Before we begin our trip to the house in the woods, we must first give a very important welcome to three of our four exclusive Keeper-level Patreon backers. Quest Portal, Keeper of Pestilence, welcome. Corin, Keeper of the Hollow Skull, welcome. And Chi, Keeper of the Blade, welcome. Your generosity and commitment to the cult of the Apocalypse players is truly magnificent. We're delighted to have your support and look forward to the fun we'll have with your abhorrent rewards in the very near future. The final ceremonial title of the Keeper of the Book of Wild Beasts is still available to any brave soul wishing to provide a monthly subscription of £25 or more. Check out our Patreon page for the delicious rewards on offer. We thank you so much for your contributions. They are truly appreciated. We could, of course, continue to do the podcast without you, but we would be forced to use ancient and terrible methods, the cost of which would be truly diabolical. This way, at least, Dan will avoid a nervous breakdown for another few weeks, while the rest of us will be able to buy appropriate medication to keep his and our own terrors at bay. No, but seriously, without your contributions, our partners would leave us and we would be forced to live on the street. A thing Danan has sworn he will never do again, not since the last time. Or indeed the time before that. As for Dom and I, we can only offer our deepest thanks from the high towers of our ill-gotten but fabulous wealth. And now, as the actor said to the king in yellow, on with the show. Operator, this is the Sheriff's Department calling. Uh, could you put me through to uh, Mrs. Alice Devereaux's office at the Maine Historical Society, Bangor, please? That's correct. Thank you. This is Sheriff Longfellow of the Mattawamkeg Sheriff Department. Could I speak to Mrs. Alice Devereaux? Mm, is that right? She's not there right now. Yeah, I guess I will leave a message, yeah. She was calling about the whereabouts of uh, Professor Jeremy Winter. Uh, I was told to go and check up uh, on uh, a local house in the area of Matawemkek, you know, Carstairs place. Anyway, I went and had a look, and uh, no car was there. Figure he's, uh, he's probably left the area. Um, maybe you could get it, call me back. Uh, it's the number in the directory, 7114. Uh, uh, I guess, uh, well, actually, uh, maybe there is just one more thing. Well, I know that, uh, Professor Winter was, um, recently incarcerated, uh, uh, spent some time in the asylum. So, I'm just figuring that maybe Mrs. Devereaux might want to, uh, to investigate this a little bit more carefully, uh, before it gets the press, 
I know the university might not want it getting out. Anyway, I'll talk to her about all of this. Uh, uh, what was your name? Thanks, Marie. Uh, you're a doll. And, uh, all right. Well, let's just see that she gets this message and she calls me back. No, no, you have a good day too, Marie. You have a good day too. The Apocalypse Players present The House in the Woods by Gary Pilkington A Call of Cthulhu scenario Adapted for 7th edition by Joseph Chance Copyright Grenadier Models and Chaosium Starring Dan Wheeler as Assistant Professor Flight Lieutenant Charles Chuck Lohman. Jeannie Spark as Female Postmaster Natasha Roliova. Danan Makalia as Local Lobster Mogul and Supplier Alagash Bunyan. And Joseph Chance as Everybody and Everything Else. It is, of course, the height of summer, July 1924, Bangor, May. Am I saying that right, specialist Bangor, in the accent? Yes. Bangor, Bangor. <laughs> you find yourself... It's like New York, but with less sense. In, in somewhere like New York, but with less sense. <laughs> you, you find yourselves uh, in the imposing drive of the Kennebec Arsenal grounds. It's to the southeast of the centre of town. Uh, the driveway leads to the Greenacres Sanatorium. Behind you, technically to the north, lies the Augusta District Road to the centre of town, and before you is the late 19th century asylum, a pale-faced edifice, testimony to the public works movement of the last 50 years. <laughs> Not so far away to the northeast is the library, the public library. To the northwest, the police station and Professor Jeremy Winter's apartment. The afternoon sky is split by thick black clouds. A strong breeze sweeps in from the coast, but it's met by an equal bank of brilliant blue, and there are billowing, billowing high clouds of, of white. So there's a battle going on above you of summer storm rolling in off the coast, and the heat of it, uh, and these sort of wonderful, picturesque, pillared clouds, behind which lies the limitless expanse of the above. And behind uh, the park that is in front of you lie the uh, rising hills of New England, Penobscot County, a dense mantle of green stretches away, forest in the distance. Uh, your car is parked nearby, of course. Um, you have a car between the three of you. You'll find out who drives that in a minute. <laughs> and there is uh, the road north, uh, is easily ac accessed. You've just left behind, of course, Alice Devereaux from a very interesting interview. Mm. Uh, you met her in the elegant drawing room of the Maine Historical Society. Uncharacteristically, Alice Devereaux had seemed rather out of sorts when she asked to meet you all at 2.30 this afternoon. You, of course, arrived either early, on time, or late. Who was early? I was early. Natasha Wiliova was early. To be er early is on time. Mm. Very true. And I was uh, 
I was on time, but you know. You were late. You were late. To be on time is to be a little bit early. I was late. So. I was late, but I bought a good brace of catfish with me for the kitchen. So. <laughs> Yeah. The Americans are late. late. All late. Well, always excuses. Yeah, so just yes. remind, <laughs> remind us, Natasha. Yeah. How do you know uh, Alice Devereaux? She, uh, well, I am postmaster woman, postmaster of Bangor. Uh, she and I uh, became friends, well, acquaintances when she came to use the post office, as most people in the town do from time to time. And uh, over time, we have develop uh, friendship and um could you give a brief description of yourself yes uh, i am uh, tall i am tall tall for a woman uh, in russia not tall um i think american women very small small and white uh we're not like that uh, in russia uh, i have uh, uh, blonde hair um 34 years old uh, I am female postmaster of Bangor. Um, well that, uh, that is all one needs to know. <laughs> Any distinguishing features? Uh, I have a scar on my neck. Join uh, the club. It's not a club. No, no. No, it was not a club. It was not a club that did the scar. My, no. my bad attempt at humor. Uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, yes, American humor. <laughs> uh, although when we do have um, what was your name again? Alagash 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 Bunyan Alagash Bunyan it's a proper Maine name it's the most famous name in Maine Alagash sounds like a stew yeah it's... yeah so Alagash yeah <laughs> Do you um do you by any chance recognize is it Miss or Ms Ms Rulyova? Miss 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 Rulyova. Miss Yes. Well, I think there's probably a high chance that I do. I I uh my lobster company's the it's the biggest uh lobster company in the town, so I uh you know, I might send the odd letter uh to distributors and stuff. I imagine I'm a regular at the uh the office. Yeah, I don't know. Yes, I know Mr. Bunyan. Everybody knows Mr. Bunyan. <laughs> yeah. That's what I like to say. They can uh, s- smell Mr. Bunyan coming. Yes, you can. I... You <laughs> certainly can. Some people like that smell, you know. Some people like the, like the smell of fish and cured meats hey, and, and that. Everyone gets accustomed to it. Mm. It is revolting. I've never been one to judge. You know, people smell like what they smell like. But uh, you can smell him coming. It's, it's a fact. It's like a thousand fish go up your nose. It is, it's a lot like a thousand fish go up your nose. It's, she's got a real way with words. Well, you know, I don't mind that. That's my business. I smell like my business. And business is business and smells are smells. <laughs> you um, certainly do smell who, like your business. Who's this fucking flatlander? <laughs> Talking of smelling like business... <laughs> Did we hear what you looked like, uh, Alagash Bunyan? I'm, I mean, I'm uh, getting well, an idea. I, I, he basically, I'm dressed like uh, the classic. Um, you'll have heard this before. He always calls himself. He's a direct descendant of Paul Bunyan, the legendary mountain man, the lumberjack. You know, he's that's his second name. He's directly descended. He wears the red plaid shirt. He's got the fishing hat. He, uh, you know, he's uh, he's about sixty-two. Very weathered face. 
He's like a boxer gone to seed, you know? A lot of it's now in fat, but you can tell he was a bit of an ox when he was growing up. And he has a big scar, which is sort of merged with the wrinkles of his face. It goes down from his cheek, down his throat. Um, it's from the biggest lobster I ever saw. You should have seen the fight he put up. Blue he was, blue. You never seen an a lobster like him. I think he's telling this. He's telling this story as you come in, <laughs> Flight Lieutenant, Assistant Professor Charles yeah. Chuck Loman, mm. and uh, he's 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 in. Would it be full flow? Full flow. I think he's just got the natural storyteller's luck. Mouth. The charm. Oh, luck. Mm. <laughs> Sounds like it. So yeah, you come in. Hey. Last to enter. Uh, into so into uh, Alice Devereaux. Are we are we flashing back to Alice Devereaux? Yes, it, 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 yeah, this is a flashback to Alice Devereaux's. Uh, yeah, I suppose office really, but it's the um, it's the drawing room of the main historical society mm. in one of those lovely of course it is. In one of those lovely houses off Union Street. Uh, beautiful houses. Ah, here's your boy. I'll have a uh, cold beer. <laughs> Ali, Thank good you. to see you. Ali, would I call you? Would your friends call you Ali or Al? Uh, my friends wouldn't call me anything like that, but you can call me that if you Al, want. Al, it's Chuck. <laughs> we we live up the road from each other. What's... Why, why don't you just call me Gash and shorten it the other way? Well, I think you know why I don't want to shorten it the other way. That's indecent. It's indecent to speak I like see, that. I see, I see, I see. Oh, no. Linguistics, they're not my thing. Oh, it's good to see you, pal. It's good to see you. I sort of give him a half headlock and sort of uh, ruffle his hair a bit. Um, well, good lord. <laughs> <laughs> and you shoot me immediately. <laughs> um, so these things happen. <laughs> yeah, when uh, Charles Loman appears, he's very clean cut. He's uh, he's young to be a sort of university assistant professor, um, but he's he's got that sort of like steely, determined look in his eye, like he's a sort of overachiever. He's a bit preppy. He's uh, mid thirties, crew cut. He's got a sort of although he's an academic, he's got that sort of military demeanour. He's very upright. Doesn't have much of a sense of humour. You you walk very seriously. You you sort of hold yourself quite well. Yeah. In which case, Buster, my dog, starts uh, yapping at your heels. <laughs> I say, Buster, Buster, come back That's here. That's all right. I, I, I like dogs. Time. That's not a problem. Yeah, he don't like people. That's the problem. <laughs> oh, Miss uh, Rulyover, I believe. You work in the post office, is that right? You're the, the post girl there. No, that's right. Uh, female postmaster is correct uh, title. But ah, yes. my apologies. Female postmaster. Yes. Sh- sure. I have uh, I have seen you a few times, but I do not know you well. That that sounds right to me. Well, it's uh, uh, flight lieutenant assistant professor Charles Loman, but my friends call me Chuck, and I'm very happy for you to call me Chuck. Chuck. Very good. I am happy for you to call me um, Miss Rolyover. That's fine by me, Miss Rolyover. You've been you've been shown into the drawing room by one of the um, one of the housekeepers, uh, uh, a, a, a diminutive woman in her fifties, who you know is clearly keeping her own business elsewhere, preparing drinks. And she comes in with a tray of soft drinks, sarsaparillas, no doubt. Um, and presents them to you, and Alice Devereaux sweeps in after her. Uh, in her early 50s, she has graying, curly red hair, very curly red hair. She would be attractive were it not for a quite intense fierceness. And although she's not very tall, she's actually probably shorter than Ms. Rulyova, 
She does give the impression of being a very statuesque woman. She always wears tweeds, even though it's hot. Uh, it's quite conservative on the outside. And she says, thank goodness you all came. My dearest friends, please do take a seat. Th thank you, thank you, Ingrid. That'll be all. As she's leaving, I, I turn to Ingrid and say, hey, Ingrid, tell, uh, tell Dennis I caught the biggest wells he's ever seen. He won't believe it. <laughs> He'll love that. Uh, sorry, sorry. Carry on, carry on. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Bunyan. I will do that. <laughs> you uh, take care of yourself. Uh, <laughs> She might, she might, be, she might be German, or she could just be <laughs> generic European from from yeah. extra casting. Quite right. I don't know. Uh, Ingrid leaves through the door, and um, and uh, Alice strides over to the window, looks uh, out of it, and sort of puts her hands behind her back. It's a it's a pose that you, Chuck, remember from Carlton, her yeah. husband, the lawyer in town, the somewhat. Um, Famous lawyer. Think, uh, think Atticus Finch before Atticus can Finch. I, can I remind me how long ago did he die? Five years. So I, right, so I, I probably had only recently arrived, so I didn't know him very well. Ah, maybe you've not been around that long. No, I, I've, been, I've been around that long, but not much longer than that, so I, I know him, I didn't know him very well. I, I know Alice better. Even in that short time, I think he made a big impression on you. Certainly you and Bunyan know. I'm not sure about Rulliova. Have you been here? You haven't been that, that long, have you? But uh... No, I have not. I have been here three and a half years. Yeah. I did not have the pleasure to meet a Mr. Devereux. But nonetheless, you're reminded of a sort of taking control, commanding stance, but also thoughtful. And it's the first yes, time you've ever yes. seen her so kind of unguarded. Normally she's sort of very affable. And she's obviously being herself, um, ironically. And she turns around to you all, and, and she particularly eyes Natasha and Alagash and says, I've not called you here um, uh, for any, uh, any purposes regarding special transactions. I should be above board, but I would very much like to hire your services. Uh, could you roll me a, either a psychology check, Assistant Professor Charles Chuck Lohman, or... Spot hidden. Oh, just hard. Uh, hmm. It's just just Chuck. Just Chuck. It's not. Uh, I'm going to fail at either, but I'm going to go for the spot hidden hard. Yeah, no good. You know that there's something between the three of them that you don't quite fully understand. Yeah. Can't quite pin down what it might be. Which is odd because I feel like I have a almost a special relationship with Alice Devereaux. So it's odd to me that you do. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and. And the, you get the impression that she's not trying to keep you out of it, but in that moment she's just trying to yeah, get yeah. to the get to the point. Um, and so she uh, she does indeed get to first of many points. On the twelfth of July, she became worried for a friend's safety. Today is the twenty-first. Professor Jeremy Winter was a very good friend of hers, uh, an inspiration to her. He worked at Maine, he works at Maine University, and he has gone missing, she declares. He had suffered a nervous breakdown last year and had been at the Greenacres Sanitarium. He'd been there for over a year, but then recently had been released. He goes on to tell you that, uh, again, in this slightly unusual agitated state, she goes on to explain that she saw Jeremy before he left for a retreat recommended by his analyst, by his alienist. The last time she saw him was 
July the 3rd, he seemed to be slightly obsessive, in her opinion. Not quite himself. There was something about him. I couldn't quite place it. I thought that he might be physically ill. He was sweating when he was talking to me. You remember last month wasn't nearly as hot as it is now. She looks out to the black clouds as they're coming in off the coast. Uh, not nearly as much of a threat of the storms that we're having this month. Nonetheless, I was surprised to see him so well perspiring. She goes on to say that uh, he had told her on July the 9th that he was going to stay in a house that had been provided to him. Professor Winter was going to stay in the house provided to him. Up in the, up in the woods, in Proboscot, above Matawamkeeg. She was expecting him back only a few days later. He said he'd be no, no, no more than three days. Uh, when six days passed, she decided to contact the police, who were reluctant to interfere, but after a number of calls, on the 18th, they went up to go and look. The Matawamkeeg sheriff, Sheriff Longfellow from Matawamkeeg, went up to go and uh, investigate with his, possibly with his deputy, I'm not too sure. They seem to be running quite a relaxed outfit up there, um, and found no sign of Jeremy, I'm afraid to say. And the next day, they called directly to the university to ask to speak to someone. And because of the close relationship between Jeremy Winter, not sexually close, you, you get the very strong impression it's, it's purely platonic. Um, well, they asked for me, naturally, and I said, yes, of course, I'd, I'd speak to the police. And I spoke to this Sheriff Longfellow, and he was actually quite helpful in his way. And he said, perhaps it would be best if the university investigated this privately rather than have a crazy professor on their books, I quote. Now, I hasten to add that I know that poor Jeremy suffered a terrible breakdown when he became overworked. It's always been my opinion that he, well, he became obsessed with certain aspects of the Narragansett people. Uh, and I know that he was looking for an archaeological uh, claim that he could make that would make his name. I know that well, he, he turned 60 recently, and I, I understand that he wanted to make something of himself in the last shining years of his great archaeological life. I always reassured him that he was a fine teacher. But, uh, well, in short, there is some money for you and also a, a little bit of um, esteem in the eyes of the university. But I think I call you here as friends first and individuals who might be able to, well, certainly benefit from my patronage, if you would be so kind as to assist me, because I am genuinely concerned for Jeremy. The car was gone. There was a track up to the house, I am told. Not that I've been there. I don't even have an address for the place. Uh, I know that it was uh, a few miles northeast of Matawamki, but uh, that could be, um, well, it's, as I'm sure you're aware, she says this particularly to uh, Alagash Bunyan, as I'm sure you're aware, that's a very large area. Ah, it is indeed, yes. The woods around the local lake up there are thick and old. Alagash Bunyan. Yeah. As are the people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Slaps uh, Charles on the shoulder. Did you have any questions in this, uh, in this retrospective interview that were crucial and insightful? Or just some questions? Well, uh, what do you got? He didn't have any enemies, no? He didn't have anyone who was uh, gunning for him, to use a term I heard they use in Boston. I don't know. 
Well, until, what was it? Goodness me, until six weeks ago, or at least six weeks before the decision to uh, leave um, mm. for the retreat, he'd only just been released from, from Greenacres. I had visited him in Greenacres, but I was advised that it was upsetting for him. Mm. And I can see that. Certainly the early treatments that he was receiving... Well, oh yeah, he was a shadow of his former self. Yeah, crazy's crazy. It's hard to help. Um, well, I have the name of the um, the the head psychiatrist there. Is that's the right term, uh, uh, Doctor Withenshaw. Yeah, the the head shrink. Tell us about the head shrink, Doctor Withenshaw. Oh, I don't know the, the man. Uh, I've met him a number of times, and he was always very uh, Withenshaw. Doctor Withenshaw. He was always very efficient. Very um. Very sure of himself. Okay, okay, okay. You get the impression that, that she doesn't like him that much. Mm. Okay. Ms. Deverell, I say, and I, I, I take her hand in, in the way that is... No, Chuck, please call me Alice. Alice, too kind. And um, I, I take her hand in the way. And she's always, she's always sort of fawned over me a little and I've never been sure whether it's because she's mothered me or whether, she's, whether it's a more sexual attraction. But... It's one or the other, and I take her hand. I take advantage of it a little, and I take her hand. And say, um, Alice, uh, tell me who recommended this retreat, and uh, whose house was it that uh, your friend was 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 going away to? Well, it's funny you should mention that he had received new treatment from uh, from this uh, alienist who was a specialist brought in by the um, Green Acres Sanatorium um, by the name of Carstairs, Doctor Carstairs. She's a well, a female analyst, and apparently was using some exciting new methods. It's, she seemed to be making great ground. There was a fire in his eyes when he talked about her, Jeremy, I mean. Although Withenshaw perhaps spoke about her very positively, too. That was on the telephone. Um, oh, no, no, Ingrid, please do come in. Would anyone like anything uh, a little stronger? I have an IPA. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you could see the postmistress about that. Uh, do they post IPAs? From from your post office? Uh, In international posting... Uh, internal personal account? Yes, exactly. Mm. The Is a bank account? Yeah. Yes, yes. I have one of them. I was going to say you might want to see a nurse about it. I'll I'll ask Ingrid to get a root beer for you, of course. Hi. <laughs> I step over to Alice and uh, and I gently, I gently take her hand from Chuck. Uh, it's damp and not from Alice. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I hold it between my two very large hands, uh, and, uh, and I and I look her in the eye, and I say, "A friend of Alice Devereaux is a friend of mine. We will find him." Uh, absolutely, absolutely, we'll find him. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Natasha. Thank you, Alagash, and and above all, thank you too, Chuck. And she, and she does take your hand again, right at the last moment, in an artfully played moment of attraction. You can't, can't quite tell again. There's a twinkle in her eyes. A twinkle in your eye and your mother as well. Radiolipli. I saw it myself. So. Oh. Where are we going? Bunyan, you rogue. Anyway. Wow. Well, um, yeah, look, I, I, can, I can pay you $20 a day, each of you. Huh? Oh, yeah. oh don't worry. Don't worry about the, the money. I can pay you $20. Don't, you don't worry about money. Are you don't talking worry about, about money. money openly again, Mr. Bunyan? Oh, Alagash, you're so charmingly cool. A friend's a friend. A friend's a friend, like uh, Mrs. Natasha says. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, we'll, we'll help you. We'll help you. Absolutely. That won't be necessary. You've done enough for me over no. the years, Mrs. Devereaux. Alice. In, in all truth, uh, her word, particularly for you, Chuck, could go quite a long way. I know. I'm still chasing that tenure. Uh, but for the other two of you, that could also go quite a long way. <laughs> Uh, you just talked to me about uh, fishing rights up the river, yeah? <laughs> well, uh, we'll talk about money another time. Uh, it's all good, it's all good. Yes, no, I will not, yes, I will not accept money. Uh, so, where are we finding no. this? No, no, no. No, no, did, did you bring, um, did you bring an automobile with you? We will not accept the money. It's purely for expenses, darling, it's purely for expenses. Did, did you bring an automobile with you, or... Would you like to borrow? I, I turned up with uh, my my rods slung over my shoulder. <laughs> of course. And a hook of Wells catfish on my. Yeah, oh, yeah. and Ingrid, please do take those. Which I've already palmed off. To those the charmingly, olfactorily challenging catfish. <laughs> they look delightful. I'll yeah. serve them up for my um, for the for the ladies of the historical society just this evening. I think they're big bastards. <laughs> I'm from Limerick now. <laughs> she, she she blushes and then realizes, of course, that you're referring to the uh, the local term for the catfish here in the um, the Penobscot the Penobscot River. Ah, uh, Ingrid, I uh, having a laugh. <laughs> I uh, is there is there anything else that you need to ask me? Um, it's already um, a quarter to quarter to three. I, I hasten to well, add. We got the name. <laughs> got the name of the place. We got the name of the house. That'll be enough. I've turned so Irish. But, um, yeah. Did you say it was? Did you say it was uh, Car- Carstairs, Doctor Carstairs? It was her own property that he went to uh, stay in. That was the impression that I was given by him. Yes, when I when I last saw him. All right. Uh, that was definitely the impression I was I was given, which I I thought was a little unusual. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Her her eyes dip, and you begin to realize that there's sort of another layer. And it's the layer that you probably all trust the most, which is, you know, there's this kind of dynamic woman who's not necessarily a great means. This isn't her house. This is where she works. No. Uh, but she can move in all of these circles. But she came from nothing, and you all know that. Mm. And that might be partly why she's fond of you all, that she recognizes you all yeah. trying to make your way in a cruel and difficult mm. world. Yeah. Um, but if, if you could give me a psychology check, just a straight psychology check. Yeah. But I mean, the better you do, the better it is. My, solica- my psychology is all right, actually. Yeah. I will almost certainly fail that. So I, 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 I got a a hard success. I got a seventeen. Oh. oh. Sorry to interrupt. Okay, I've got, uh, I've got a twenty. Which is a very, a very good roll. Marvelous. And your psychology is fifty. Fifty. Yeah, it's pretty good, isn't it? One of your best skills, I remember. So that's another hard success. So you two instantly oh. clock it. Oh. I, I think. I mean, it's, it's not like you're missing out on anything, Chuck. You realise that something's. I'm not. I'm not even rolling my psychology because it's so bad. Ah. I thought I might just <laughs> maybe try and. Well, I'm, I'm going to play hard and fast out. rules that I picked up. Um, so if you roll an excellent success, I will give you an instant D10 game. Uh, it's like it's in-game progression. It's not how the rules do it, but I, in case we ever come back to these characters, I'd like to try. Well, I, I mean, always worth a shot. Ooh. then. He's giving it away. I'm not going to roll an excellent success, but I'll do it anyway. Imagine if you did. No. I failed. That's a fail. Ah. He's not He's not really a... Yeah, Come he's on. not a great reader of people. No, he's neck down. He's a neck down, roll man. Better. Roll better. He's a, he's a mouth down. Yeah. He's probably still thinking about the next yeah, move, isn't he? He's thinking about tenure. How best? He was, he's a face and body he, guy. He's, so anyway, yeah. 
the two of you... He's a face and body guy. You, you sense a moment that the interview is about to end. She's, she's bringing it to a close, but there's this vulnerability. Would either of you like to... Yes. Say anything else? Um, either of us who just got. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think. Well, I, I think I'll let Natasha go first. I think I. Even if I do want to. I, I think I catch a. Ladies first. He's a very old-fashioned guy. It's just something in her like face that suggests that she might be holding something back, and I and I, I step I step up to her and just say, uh, "Is there anything else we should know?" anything at all this does she kind of stops in her tracks it's the first time you've ever seen her like this uh, and it creates the perfect opportunity for Alagash to step in with I, I wanted to step in and just whisper to her and I'm not hiding this from Natasha I just want to say uh, you think there's much danger in this business because you know my boys are my boys they're, they're hardy uh, you think I need to maybe uh Rope a couple of them along, you know, what what are we talking about here? Dan, I think I think retrospectively, Dan, can you give me a a charm? Well that was what I was uh, that's what I was gonna offer. How good was that charm earlier? We're having a really like sort of a subtle conversation and then Dan just steps in and goes, Hey baby Hey girl How are you? Hey girl. It's, it's effectively hey girl. a bonus. It's a bonus because you because the two of yeah, you exactly. are direct my, and that's my, my charm's not great. My charm's not great. Oh, I'll give you a bonus. Did you say? Oh, did you say you were going to give me a bonus? Yeah, go on. We'll give you a bonus die. Uh, I'll tell you what, because of the power of what these two have done with their directness. Oh, I'm one over. I'm going to spend one point of luck. I um, I pinch your cheeks and I make them look rosy Just red. Just straighten his shirt. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you don't do anything in this point. Your work is already done. Yeah. It's just I think she looks at you, Chuck. Yeah. As that last barrier of approval, someone who's someone whose presence she enjoys so much from all aspects of, oh, yeah. of her more heightened life. Oh yeah. And these two all right, all right. These two friends who see through her. We're savages, I get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Classic. Chips 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 on shoulders everywhere. I don't know what to say. Um <laughs> maybe it's um I'm bringing myself Potato Rostov. Is it Rostov on the shoulder and uh, <laughs> Rosties on, Rosties. on the shoulder. Rosties, Rosties on the shoulder. I've got the Rosties on my shoulder. <laughs> and, and what do the bunions have? I've a little I guess Rosties. Poutine? A little, poutine? A little Rosties. And you've got poutine on your shoulder. A what? So a poo? There's, you, is that what it's called? <laughs> the Canadian delight of the... Uh, what? Well, anyway, chips on shoulders. <laughs> so she, she, she doesn't... You can see tears. You can see tears in her eyes. And she says, I didn't want to scare you, but I... I perhaps made a mistake. I went to, I went to Jeremy's apartment, and uh, I've been there before, uh, of course. And I, I was uh, allowed access to the keys by the university. Um, it's his office as well, and I. Um, Did it look messed up? Had something happened? Uh, no, it it looked fine. I found nothing of any interest. But, well, from the window, it's on the first floor, and I looked down, and I could have sworn that there was someone watching the window. Mm. And when I came down, I made a particular point of looking down the street. And I saw him looking at me. And for a moment, I thought that he was going could to you... follow me. So I wasn't entirely sure whether I was safe. Tell us what, what he looked like. Yes, of course. Um, he was tall-ish, I suppose. Um, he wore a summer coat and uh, a wide hat. 
Did he look like a, a, a flatlander? Did he look like someone from out of town, or was he, uh, you know, someone just dressed up in his Sunday best? Well, I suppose he looked like a Bangor, Bangor resident. I he see. looked like a Bangor resident, perhaps, but no, he could have been an out-of-towner because there was something odd about him. There was something off about his... I, I think he wore his collar up. I couldn't quite see this part of his face. I think he wore his collar up, and I tried to look, but of course, the longer I looked, the more nervous I became. I sound so silly saying this to you all. No, no, you're not silly at all. You all would have kept your cool. I got a cousin in Boston. Apparently, the uh, the latest thing is you hide your chin with a bandage. It's uh, it's sort of a prison chic. It's it's weird, but uh, no, it's good to know. It's his trousers know. seem to be quite high on his waist, if that makes a difference. He didn't wear them low around his buttocks. <laughs> you're talking about prison habits. I, I don't see, know. I'm I very see. out of touch with that sort of thing. So you say... Oh, yeah, well, likewise. I've never been that he myself. Wore, he wore his collar up as if he was maybe trying to hide some kind of scar on his neck. Oh, I didn't wait to see, Chuck. Foolish of me, I know, but I... Well, I, I rather um, fled the scene, and I've not been back since. I just say that because... Oh, you're quite right, Alice. I'm sorry, I sh- it should have been the first thing I said, but... It could have been nothing, you understand? No, no, I... you, say, you see someone strange in your uh, your gardens, you come to us. You don't uh, you don't put yourself in danger. We're here for that. I don't think I've ever admitted this, but, but Jeremy was the inspiration for why I took my degree. I heard him speaking uh, about the Narragansett with such pride, such equanimity. And it was the reason why I decided about to the study. What? The Narragansett people. Uh, the Native American Indians. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I got a bit of that blood in me, you know? That's uh, the name Allagash, you know? That's that's from the natives. Of course, and that's no doubt what makes you so handsome, Allagash. It's not that. <laughs> you must yeah, fi- she's you a must charmer, fi- she's a charmer. I'm very conscious that the ladies will be here soon. and Yeah, Ingrid will be back in looking for a catfish. Well, I'm a little nervous that there is any trail at this house, perhaps. We will... Um, well, I wouldn't want it to go cold. We will... Oh, and Get out from under your feet, Alice. I am. It's no problem. How foolish of me not to have mentioned this. I am meeting Jeremy's cousin, who's coming into town, to discuss with her what's best to be done about the estate. Well, one doesn't like to think about these things, but... No. You gotta. And wh- when and where are you meeting the cousin? Uh, at the train station. Uh, Rulyova, could you give me a law check? I'll give you a bonus die. My god. My god. Uh, 29. Ooh. Sweet. Okay, so your law's pretty good. It's one of your best skills. Uh, yeah, this all makes perfect sense. In fact, Miss Person's case, somebody would have to come down. They'd, the police would probably have said, just in case, could you contact someone who'd be able to confirm the body? Yes. Preferably from the family. It all makes perfect sense. She's not hiding anything. Very good. And yes, yeah, she's going to meet after the ladies gather for their evening meeting for the catfish and tea. <laughs> she's going to meet them on, on the six o'clock train. It's disgusting. No, it's meaty. It's meaty. It's nice. Which, barring any um, mm. flashbacks you want to introduce later, I would say gets us back <laughs> to our starting point. You've driven, because it's the closest place, you've driven to Greenacres to take stop. So she gives you her Ford, her Model T Ford. Uh-huh. Who's driving? Well, my drive's not great. Well, I was... Unless you had your own car, did you, Chuck? Well, I was going to say I have my own car. Yeah. My, my drive is just the standard drive. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not an amazing driver, it's but... A pretty, um, it's a pretty ropey car as well, from what I remember. 20, 20 credit. My drive's 20. Yeah. So maybe I t- uh, take, take the offer of her car. She has offered the... It's up to you. You know, obviously that doesn't mean it's on your name. 
you don't have to sign up for insurance. Yeah, my driver's 25, but I think Rolliova mostly travels by bicycle. Well, I travel mostly by boat trawler. My my drive's 20, but I I'm going to I'm going to argue that Well, Natasha's got the highest drive. <laughs> my driving. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you can drive for now. We just done Tom Adam. It's yeah. not I can drive. It's a I bit mean, bumpy. We're not, we're not in a chase. So. My clutch control is not strong. It's, it's not the off-roads of Matawan Key. Um, the clutch, con- clutch control is not strong. None of your, <laughs> no, none of your clutch control. Neither, neither in gaming nor in life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'm, I'm probably going to do the dickish thing and just sort of basically uh, just automatically take to get in the front and, and drive. That's the sort of guy I'm, he is. I'm going to go straight for the back because I've got my dog Buster with me. So I'm going to have my dog sort of playing around in the back seat. I go to put my hand on the driving thing, but Chuck gets there first and I just sort of... Miss, uh, Miss Rulliover, would you would you like to take the, the passenger seat? I think it's the only seat left. So yes, I will take it. <laughs> you can squeeze in with Buster and me if you'd prefer. It's the, it's the best seat in the vehicle. We're fine back here. Yes, what do you call it? You American call shotgun? I I will. I'll take Tommy gun. I will take shotgun. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I do not have a shotgun. Yeah, yeah, da, da, da. yeah, yes, da, yeah, da. A Tommy gun. Could you um, for the, actually while we're on the subject of shotgun, uh, Bunyan and Rulyova, could you uh, give me a luck check each? Uh, Chuck Loman, unless you're about to tell me that you always carry your. Forty-five. Uh, there's, there's no reason why you would have taken a, a weapon to this meeting. No, no, um, no. I'm pretty good with a, with a handgun, but so, I don't, I don't, I, I no longer have a service I think pistol. Say you're on a, so good. You roll under your luck. Uh, yeah, uh, twenty-one on a seventy-five. Lovely. Will you over? Thirty-five on a fifty. Right. So you, you are both packing. Uh, yeah, mate. And the hard success. Oh yeah. Uh, yes. I think you've got. You've got extra rounds, uh, um, Bunyan. Ah. In my stockings. Yeah, as it, yes. as it so happens. Um, and I, same for me? Nope. Roll no, under my luck? You don't get to roll your luck. You just don't have it on you. I don't. No. Oh, there's, a reason why, there's a reason why they do. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> um, you, notice, uh, you notice when, um, when Chuck moves to the front seat of the car, um, that there's a, there's a reason why he moves so fast to the driver's side but you've noticed he was stood out out of the car it was almost like he didn't want to be outside for too long in this big wide open space and he sort of hurried head down like directly to the car that's why he got there first yeah nice um just thought i'd mention that Love it. uh so you don't even need a spot hidden dan as uh as chuck to see that there's a there's a pretty hefty looking uh, shotgun, you would argue, sticking out of the back of the, the rifle bag. Not the uh, not rifle bag, the, the fishing bag. It's, yeah. it's allegedly a fishing rod. That ain't a fishing rod. Um, uh, as, as, you, as you nip into the car. Um, Interesting fish you catch with. Will you over, I know you don't have psychoanalysis. I'm pretty sure Bunyan doesn't have psychoanalysis. So if you've got psychoanalysis, you get a bonus die. But the two of you, could you give me a psychology roll? Uh, but I'm looking for a hard success, which is I have, that's I under have, half of your I psychology. I have one on psychoanalysis. Is that me you. too? I don't have yeah, but that's very long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, 
a 40 on a 1. Uh, so. I fail, sadly. Yeah. Okay. Psychoanalysis. Psychology or psychoanalysis. Uh, I, I gave you psychology as a hard check if you wanted to try that. Ah, okay. I'll, well, I'd rather do that. In which case, I've passed already. Passed, but not hard. Would you ever failed? No passed. Failed, I'm afraid. Yeah. Okay, so there's something about uh, Charles Chuck Loman. You're reminded of um, what was the name of that cousin of yours? Came back from the war. Well, mine, Billy. Billy, Billy. Uh, Bill, Billy Longlegs. Billy Longlegs. Bunny. That's what they call him because he. <laughs> Billy Longlegs. His torso Longlegs. was like two inches. Two inches. His legs was like <laughs> six feet. It was crazy. <laughs> He looked like a fucking flannel. So for some reason, <laughs> so basically for some reason, Allagash Bunyan starts launching into this story about Billy. So so Billy, he comes back from the war, and they say it's something shortened in his spine. He's got kicked out of the car. He lands headfirst in a trench, and his spine compresses, and so he loses like six inches off his torso. And we're all there going, Billy, how are you down there? How's the weather? But he's fucking done. He he hates it, so he kills my other cousin, flat out murders him. It was really grotesque. He drowned them in a, a fishing pond. He uh, he put his head into a lobster <laughs> pot and he just he sunk him in there real good. Ah, uh, it was it was awful. But we could see where he was coming from, you know. Anyway, he got out last month, and his family's thrilled. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna, we're gonna, we'll come uh, back. That's great, Al. Shall I carry on? We'll come back for um, Willyover's. Yeah, it uh, was great. Willyover's gonna have to do an English check on that because uh, yeah. um, we don't get to roll enough. Yeah, a new English uh, check. Secondary, secondary language. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Al, that's it's real good to hear the uh, the story about the the, yeah, the yeah. Bunyan family. I must say, I've been concerned about the family. Hey. can. Oh uh, no, can, no, my can, cousin. Can Willyover give me an English test check? Yes. Yeah, it's been quite obscure, to be fair. Billy Longlegs, English. Uh, Billy Longlegs. The, the, the tale, the tale Billy of Billy no Longlegs, mates. the cousin. Uh, he had no mates and he got long legs. Language, is that? So language, is, language should English. Be 51. Should be 51. Yes, yes. Uh, fail, sorry. Yeah, so you're just baffled. It's just, you start, you, you follow it to start with, but then it's just this wall of... It's pretty accurate. You begin to yeah. just drift off a little bit. <laughs> I'm assuming yeah. that you're driving at this point. And oh, by, yeah, the time, by the time you get to Greenacres, because it's so close, it basically, it's leading you to the road, which means that you could go back into town, because you come, you come off um, 145 Harlow Street, one of the best streets in town. Beautiful restoration buildings. Oh, yeah, they're lovely. We talking Art Deco? No, we're talking... Um, Art who? We're talking 1900. Early, early. Yeah. May I ask yeah. a question? You may. Um, of the Keeper. Would I, Do I know uh, J- Professor Jeremy Winters from the university? Yes, you will have You will have seen him. Okay, I, right. And and could I confirm, what is he a professor of? What's Archaeology. his department? Archaeology. Archaeology, but but he is obsessed with the Narragansett people, which is more anthropology, right? Well, he was attempting to find the uh, Ark of the Narragansett. <laughs> no, mm. the dig site that would uh, make his okay. name in relation to the Narragansett. So, the archaeology okay. always has a relationship with anthropology. He 
he is old enough as well. He was he's he just turned sixty. He's certainly old enough. He he was there from the beginning when the archae- archaeology and anthropological schools started twenty years ago this year. Wow. Okay. At the university, he was there from the start. He was very highly regarded. Well, like the breakdown came out of the blue. You're familiar with the breakdown. Um, it was hushed up by the okay. university. Um, uh, you said the name of a, a town, I think. Is it Matagankwi? Uh, Matawamkeeg. Matawamkeeg. <laughs> How are you spelling so, that? So that is M A. <laughs> Let me get it right because I don't want to get it wrong. M A T T A W A M K E A G. Matawanki. I believe that you have a map of Maine in your glove box. Yeah, you? I think I think I do. I opened the glove box as we're pulled up at some lights. <laughs> do they have traffic lights in 1924? Ooh. No, you're there. You're oh, parked fine. up. You're I parked just up. flick out, flip on the glove box, hoping that I might find a maybe a revolver there because I'm feeling a bit naked. Oh yeah, do you want to roll your luck? Yes, I do. That's nice. Do you want to roll your luck? There, and that's I nice. Failed. Oh. Found a sandwich. No. There's an old packet of mints. <laughs> Great. Luckless Chuck. Not the beef. Great. Nah. Not beef. I take the mints right. and I take out the map of, uh, of Maine that I find there. There's also a sketchbook and at the end of which there's a journal entry. Oh, no, no. Sorry, that's... Uh, oh, no. Fuck no, 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 Flashback. <laughs> Unhelpful flashback. They're either Murray's or they're extra strong. We're not having journal entries. A cuddly toy. <laughs> um, okay, fine. So I flip open the glove, glove box and I start taking the maps out. And I say, so, uh, Miss Rulyova, what, what, what do you, uh, what do you say we maybe check out the sanatorium or maybe head back to the university? You seem like an intelligent woman to me. Maybe no, you I have think an idea where we want to start this search. I think the sanatorium is a good idea. Uh, we can try to meet Doctor Widenshaw or Doctor Carstairs. They have spent most time with Jeremy, with the professor, and um, and I think they will have best idea of where maybe the professor has gone, and why he has disappeared. Uh, sure. I think the sanitarium is mm. is our first. Uh, what would Mister Bunyan say? Uh, port of call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds good to me. I, I'm I'm real interested in uh, this Doctor Carstairs. Yes, and the woman. I am I'm pleased to meet Mysterious her. Character. Yeah, you're real interested. I'm pleased to meet another yeah. strong, mm. another strong woman. As we as we go in, mm. I want to turn to uh, Chuck and just say, uh, "Hey, you are you know you're a guy. You're a head shrinker. You're a, you're a guy who knows of this shit. You know you know about the people and how they think." You sum this up for me as best as... No. Uh, well, what, what are you? What are you? <laughs> Al, I don't know how many times I have to talk to you about... Well, one more. One more. One more. Okay. So, I'm... He's walking surprisingly fast as he goes up the steps, by the way. Bunyan, you're being yeah, yeah. pushed to keep up with him. Yeah, head down. Jesus Christ. My heart's going to explode. So Bunyan, are you all right? Just, let's just, pink, let's just pink, get inside the color. sanatorium. I can tell okay, you everything. Okay, okay, sweating, okay, okay. sweating Jesus. like a pig. Yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. Yeah, 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 that happens sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's fair to say that Chuck calms Chuck calms down as soon as he's under the... Uh, there's a sort of... What is it What are they called when you have a kind of... Uh, I want to say a hoarding, but that's not quite it's like right. like a portico. Like an extended yeah, like a... roof, a portico that comes out above to protect from the rain yeah. for anyone visiting to the main entrance. Yeah. It's very grand. This is a very grand building. 
very big. Looks looks a little bit like it's in keeping with the arsenal itself, uh, which was built at the end of the 19th century. Uh, this is um, all this to be clear, I've kept my uh, I've put my uh, my fishing rods and my tackle bag and everything in the car. I'm not taking them oh, okay. in with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, uh, understood. Yeah, I mean j- it's it's edgy, but you could just about got away with it if you wanted to. But, yeah, but yeah, I but think that's a good choice. That's a good choice. Yeah. There'll be there'll be no penalty dice for you. Uh, but yeah, so you can still have this conversation before you go in. Is what I'm saying. So you're right. As soon as as yeah. soon as we get under the the Orny. atrium, whatever you want to call it, I I sort of calm down a bit and um, uh, say, Al, I ain't a professor of psychiatry or psychology. I, I'm I'm an assistant professor. I'm res- yeah, yeah, yeah. a research associate in agronomy. Um, my my field is is agriculture I, I, my first degree was engineering i'm a man of i'm a man yeah, of the yeah. land man of practicality man of uh, earth and and engines and things hey, i know you're an agronomy I, I, guy i don't i'm hey, not a head shrinker i don't go, i don't get inside people's heads that that ain't hey. what i do what do you think about the agronomy on this and he passes you a split <laughs> <laughs> now, boys, now boys. of course in 1924 you're being passed a herbal remedy yeah, it's like coca it's a wine. Calming cigarette. Just it's less aggressive. It's it's, associ- it's associated <laughs> yeah. with um, it's, well actually it's associated with the old plantation. Well, but I still really. I take a look yeah, at it and I down. say, thank you, but no thank you. I like to preserve the integrity of my body. Uh, well, I true. see. Natasha. Natasha takes it. She takes a toke and yeah. then she holds it in her in her lungs yeah. and then slowly exhales and says. This is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this, and then she looks at uh, like uh, uh, Mr. Bunyan and says, "Out of state?" No, no. Oh, Maine. No, from just behind my cabin. Very good. And she, yeah, uh, she tips him yeah. up. But Bunyan comes close to saying, "Well, well, well you are." But he doesn't. <laughs> 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 he, uh, he sort of nods to Natasha in the sense of. No, it's good, right? That's good. You know? <laughs> but that's all they say at that that's moment, good. I guess. Yeah. Uh, Delicious. Delicious. <laughs> mm. uh, so, Chuck, <laughs> could you give me a? Um, could you give me a no roll? <laughs> uh, so, would that be education or intelligence? Mm, or do no, no. I think it's we'll, we'll work up to what. No, so that would be education. <laughs> so let's give me an intelligence. Let's have an idea roll. Yeah, yes. it's a regular oh, yeah. success. Regular success. Are these are these two talking about buying and selling? Hmm. Begin to wonder. So you know that Bunyan's got fingers in pies about getting things up river, down hmm. river. Penobscot River, very good for sending things down to New York State. Very useful. You can surf anything on those logs. Everybody knows that, right? Yeah. You never heard anything about Natasha Rulyova doing that, but she is perfectly placed to be in a position where my, she might be able to uh, oil the wheels. And then your idea finally hits on the, the, the fact that, and you reckon Devereaux might know that, which is a whole side to Devereaux you'd never thought. That's a possibility, but it's none of my business. And as you think that to yourself, you get to the doorway of the Green Acres. Asylum. As you think that to yourself, as we reach the doorway, I cough you about the chin and just say, 
You're right. That ain't none of your business. Just having seen this look. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. Let's have a look at these crazies. Uh, well, since you've since you've done it, and I know I know you love these uh, grace notes, but are you trying to intimidate? Are you trying to persuade? Mm. Are you trying to do something to? I think I think Farrier would be persuade. I can intimidate. Try and take me in a battle. I can of intimidate if I want to, but there's no need to intimidate boys, this guy. But on the same side, he 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 just. I might be trying to he persuade. Drops in. I might be trying to persuade him to just like yeah. He drops hey. in. He drops into <laughs> a playful, a playful guard. But uh, Bunyan, Bunyan, you've seen enough. Um, you've enough. You've seen enough uh, fights with French lumberjacks. Oh yeah. Uh, to know that his play, his playful guard, is a guard. Yeah. Unexpectedly, uh, Chuck Loman. Hey, the you're, st of, you're standing uh, like the the wooden disc around a camembert. <laughs> some, some what are you doing? Yeah, it's it's exactly that. He's got that. He's got that kind of odd high street fighter's he poise. Yeah, he thinks he's <laughs> like a, a fucking hair. hair. Like a like a hair, exactly. In spring. Yeah, yeah. So hair. I think I think effectively it's a bonding moment between yeah, all three. Yeah, I of think you. so. As you stand outside the doors, all three of us, all three of us, boys, boys. I think I, I turn immediately to Natasha and I'm like, hey, sorry, sorry, sorry. You're right, you're right, you're right. We're all on the same side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've been out in the wild we too We are long. all in the same yes. boat, Mr. You, Bunyan. You're right. In the same hey, boat. And if we yes. were all in the same boat, yes. <laughs> I tell you, uh, we'll yes. have some of the best eating ever. Some of those claws. <laughs> oh, my God. You haven't tasted them. Anyway, we'll, we'll get to that later. Um, well, the claws... They're great. The legs, they're small. They're <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. Can I help you, sir? Did you have uh, an intention yeah, 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 to visit, yeah. can visit I get somebody some... in the asylum? The uh, sanatorium? I'll have some clam chowder. It's not, it's not lunchtime at the sanatorium, sir. Yeah, I'll tell you when it's lunchtime. My name's, uh, name's Alagesh Bunyan. I think I uh, deliver most of the... Uh, most of the meteor place. Oh, Mr. Mr. Bunyan, yes. <laughs> I know your name. Oh, what a pleasure. Yeah, of course. Of course you do. Why don't you go through to the main reception, you and your uh, comrade fellow friends. So you um, you do get shown through. You make your way through to the main reception. Uh, who are you going to ask for? I leave that to Chuck or Natasha. I'm not the uh, talkative type, really. Um, I think... I think it's probably, Natasha would probably defer to Chuck just because her Russian accent tends to sometimes rub people up the wrong way. Uh, and Chuck seems to be yeah. a, a bit of a, a bit of an empty He's the most head. proper of us, isn't he? He's very, he's very American. He's very American. He's the face. Yeah. Very American. Very, very were... American. Which is, a, for her to describe someone as very American is actually an enormous cuss. <laughs> uh, He's very American. American. <laughs> he, he always, he's got, he always looks like he's wearing medals. He's yeah. not, but he's got that <laughs> kind really of look. Is. But yeah, exactly. Gratuitous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he would take that as an enormous compliment. But yeah, uh, we were, uh, we were hoping that um, Doctor Carstairs might be about, might be available. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, Doctor Carstairs is um, away at the moment, in Europe. <gasps> did you, did you want in to? In Europe. Yes, that's right. Oh, um, and how long is the trip expected to uh, to last? Um, may I ask your name? 
Of course. I am uh, Flight Lieutenant Assistant Professor Charles Lohman. Oh, oh, um, oh Flight Lieutenant um, Assistant uh, Professor. You were a professor and a... Well, um, but anyway, who did you want to speak to, sir? Well, in the absence of Dr. Carstairs, is, uh, is Dr. Withenshaw available? Oh, yes. You see the visible relief. Oh, yes, Dr. Withenshaw is. Um, um, I, I'll say that you're calling on behalf of whom? What's the name of the patient? Well, I am, uh, you can say that I'm a representative of um, Maine University. Maybe not so American after all. Gene Watson says, oh, You can I'll say that I'm a, I'm a representative of Bunyan's lobsters. You might recognize me. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Allegash. Oh, um, I can't say that I do, but I, but, but I know that Walter was talking to you. Well, you can't have been local for too long. Do you believe it, deliver some of the food here? She looks a little well, bit well, confused Well, when it's about called this. for, when it's called for, yeah. I'll um, I'll say that you and your associates, uh, Professor Lieutenant, say that you and your associates are expecting um, to meet Doctor Withenshaw. He may have a window in his busy schedule. One moment, and then she sort of yeah. totters through, uh, and seemingly in a minute later, less than that, comes back and says, "You're in luck. Doctor Withenshaw will see you I, straight away." I thought he would. And I say, uh, "Thank you, Rose. That's much appreciated." <laughs> Uh, she doesn't know that I know what her name is, but I do. Uh, yeah, she she looks baffled. I'm sorry. Did we have we met? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But by that time, the three of you were walking through, really. Yeah, um, I'll see you later, yeah, Rose. Yeah. <laughs> Say hi to the kids. <laughs> so creepy. She, she blushes visibly, uh, and you realise in that moment you've called her out, and she's been pretending that she doesn't have children. Oh, uh, she's shit. been asking her ma to look after the kids oh, for the afternoon no. session. As she... Yeah. Don't you worry about Granda. He's fine. He fell asleep, but I had some of my boys take over. Right. <laughs> here we are. Who are we looking at? <laughs> Who are we fucking looking at? <laughs> uh, so there's a very fine elevator that you've been sent towards, and you go up the elevator, a couple of, couple of floors. It's, cause yeah. it's got a big building. You can, you've got that distinct sense of the, the extra cleanliness uh, of the sanatorium that lies behind this facade of offices. Yeah, Natasha, Chuck, don't you always feel the, uh, they keep these mad people, they keep them too clean. You know what I'm saying? They, uh, you know, they should just let them live in their filth. I don't mean that in a bad way, I just mean the sort of, you know, like, it's what they're designed for. They fucking clean up after them, you don't know, you can't tell the smell of the person. Ding! Where I come from, we have a saying, the smell of soap hides the smell of shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And Natasha, Natasha shrug, shrugs. You're from the Ganges, right? <laughs> she shrugs and winks. Yeah. Something like that, Mr. Bunyan. Yeah. Something like that. It's a very modern interior. It's been beautifully done um, in, in wooden panelling uh, with uh, inlaid... It's green and green and brown, uh, but it's uh, nicer than that sounds as a color combination. It's this polished the wood color of shit with um, <laughs> with well, a kind of lovely sort of mahogany browns with inlaid green lines, <laughs> elegantly done around. Uh, and you can see the golden lettering of Doctor Withenshaw, uh, Withenshaw. Uh, at the end of the. It's just, it commands it commands your attention. Um, hey, this sign's commanded my attention. Shall we go in? It's a big sign. Head of the sanitarium. I mean, you can hear the sounds of the asylum at work. Oh. A few 
exactly. A few interesting noises can be heard. Uh, I mean, it's not gothic and, and horrifying, but you begin to realise that the nature of this place is, for all of its impressive, imposing 19th century facade, and it's kind of real, the new America. Uh, inside, there, there are a whole load of loony mm. nut jobs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because people are literally real, kept to it. A whole load of um, fruitcake. Uh, He's a cousin of mine. Loony nut job. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Who knows? He could be just behind this door. And a number of corridors stretch off to the left and right. Um, could you uh, give me a collective spot hidden roll, all of you? Ooh, love to. Oh, no, that sounds good. Oh, I got a nine on a 55. A nine on a 55, very good result. Uh, and Loman? I failed. Don't worry, it'll, it'll all come good for you. I think he's still a bit shaken up from that crossing the car park. <laughs> Traumatic experience. Yes, and, and who knows, perhaps he, um, he, he might have received some psychiatric help in this time. Who knows, not that I can say too much. Oh, I'm bang on, 60 for 60. 60 for 60. Um, okay, so I'll deal with the nine first. Alagash, you see up, up ahead there's a door off to the left of a, it looks like a secretary's office. It's unmarked, it's got frosted glass, but the door just closes as if someone was just watching you coming in. Uh, uh, and you, you just clock it. It's like there's nothing untoward. And, and you're clearly being... You've been sent through to Withenshaw's office by the, by the girl downstairs, as you have persuaded her. Mm. Will you over? You look off to the left, down, down the corridor that you're just passing, and for a split second you see an immensely tall figure behind one of the glass... Mm. Uh, behind one of the glasses for the, for the for the doors off to the left and right, and, and one says treatment room on it, which is where the, the figure is that you've seen. Uh, and there's something about the shape of the head that you begin to think that not only must it be a very big man, there's something about the the nature of the hair. It's like a kind of helmet of really long hair that almost sort of makes him seem slightly inhuman. And you remember Russia. Yeah. You remember St. Petersburg as it was. Petrograd. As it has become. Uh, and there was that, there was that evening uh, where you attended uh, Madame Skovyaya's uh, uh, soiree. It's a good approximation uh, you... of the uh, pronunciation. Yes, I th I, forgive me for, for getting that wrong. Skovyaya. <laughs> um, Skuraye. Skuraye. She's multiple names because it's better. lots of patronyms, right? That's better. She, um, mm. uh, and remember, she's from Georgia, so it's an unusual pronunciation. Exactly. Don't we normally do Welsh for Georgia? <laughs> oh, yeah, we do, yeah. <laughs> Skuraye. Yes, it's good. It's good. Well, it's That's a bit better. Skuraye. <laughs> Apologies to our Welsh listeners. <laughs> Not to mention the Russians. <laughs> <laughs> they love it. I mean, they've switched off for years. <laughs> a long time ago, if they've listened to the other one. <laughs> yes, who knows? If you're lucky, you can find us doing Russian accents for 12 episodes. Uh, but to return to Rulyova's moment, she, she remembers turning up to the soiree a little late. You were very young. And it was, it was a whirling, glittering world of of intrigues and fascinations and, and dabbling, was it not, 
in the occult. Yes. And that was the first time you ever laid eyes on the monk. Yes. The advisor. The dread. The spiritual guru as he became to the Tsarina. Rasputin. And you saw his... Did you say the name? Do, do, do you say it out loud almost to yourself? But, but it's, such, it's such a similarity, this silhouette behind the glass. And it reminds you of seeing his silhouette from behind for the first time. Uh, in flickering orange firelight, as his deep bass, basso profundo voice held his audience captive. And you actually find that you have stopped in your tracks for a brief moment. I'm sweating. I think the other two of you see this. Perhaps one's in front, one's slightly behind. Miss Ruyova, are you. Are you quite all right? I... You appear to have um, had had something of a turn. I, uh... I must apologize. Uh... Did you see... a tall man go through that door? Behind the glass? Uh... So, uh I saw the door close and... I thought... Well... Seemed someone was in a hurry. I'm sorry, so, I... I, uh, I, I, I'm not quite myself. I think it was a trick of the light. And as she says that, the other two of you turn and look at her face. You see fear written across her features. A deep, profound, desperate, and personal fear. Give me all you 